Good morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ, and good morning to those in the world that are not of Christ. So, today's episode, I'm going to talk about how we treat one another, how we treat people. And this has gone straight down the toilet in the last couple of years in the UK. I mean, the way people treat each other now, there's no such thing as common courtesy. There's no such thing as respect. There's no such thing as, you know, doing things for other people without expecting something in return. You know, people like, um, I've offered my services to be, to help people. And then they think I expect something in return. I don't. I do things because I want to help people. You know, and that should be your attitude as a believer and a non-believer. You shouldn't be thinking all the time, well, what am I going to get out of this? If I do these things for this person or that person, what do I get in return? That shouldn't be your attitude. That shouldn't be your thinking. You should be wanting to help other people without the thought of getting payment back. You know, it's like what I said yesterday in the podcast that, you know, if your heart as a believer is about your rewards and your 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 profit in heaven, then you're not following Jesus. I'm sorry to say that. They are bonuses, rewards, what you get when you're in heaven. Your first desire should be to be with our Lord, to be in heaven, to be there with him, thankful for what he's done on the cross, because without that sacrifice on the cross, without his atonement for your sin, you would be going to hell. Me, you, and everyone else on this earth would be going straight to hell. Because you cannot be in the presence of God. That is the end of it. So it's important how we treat one another. You know, and where I live, there's, there used to be quite a few people that were quite con um, condescending in their behaviour towards me. But that's all been turned around, barring one. You know, and you, you think how people can go out of their way to upset other people. They are the scum of the universe. They are horrible individuals. How can you go out of your way to make someone lives of misery just because you're jealous of that person because let's face it what other reason what other justification could you use to justify behavior towards someone else doesn't matter what it is there's many of you out there right now that have got neighbors have got work colleagues or got people in your life that are being horrible to you in every single way possible and jesus spoke about this about those who spitefully use you those who are horrible to you be nice to them pray for them because it'd be like a um putting hot coals on their head let me find that scripture for you, hang on. So the Lord says this through Paul in Romans 12, 20. Therefore, therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. What he's saying is that the more you do good against those enemies that come against you, and that could be in any situation. That could be a neighbor, it could be a work colleague, it could be a family member. People can be horrible, and some people enjoy it. But by being nice to them, even though they're horrible to you, and that's really hard. And the only way you can do that is by having the Holy Spirit living inside you to give you that strength. So that become, that's where this John 3, 5 comes in. That you must be born again of water and spirit. You must be born again of spirit. Right, because then born again is you're born again in front of God. The Holy Spirit lives inside you. He gives you the strength to get through your days to take on whatever tasks lay before you. This is extremely important, and I think what we need to take from this is that out there in the world today, people are quite vicious to one another. People are quite vicious to one another, and. To go out your way to cause alarm and distress, to upset other people because of your jealousy, because you're not getting your way, because the system has failed against you, you know, because the law is not siding with you. 
so you think you can go out your way and do evil deeds against this person or persons, right? You are pure scum. You are the lowest of the low. You are literally a child of Satan. Because what you're doing is no justification for that sort of behavior. But people do it all the time. And we must have patience. We must have patience. And we must have sort of forgiveness in a sense. Because that person, in a sense, could be controlled demonically. They could have a massive... A lot of, a lot of time I've been told with this particular individual, it spawns from that person's childhood. His childhood is basically from that all the way up through his life. And he's, he suffers with a lot of things. Small man syndrome. You know, uh, one person said he wears glasses. So that's another thing. A lot of men feel insecure um, when they wear glasses. They feel inadequate in a sense. Which I think is stupid because if that's the way you are, the way you are, why would you care what other people think of you? I don't care what people think of me. Not particularly interested. As a Christian evangelist, I wouldn't be very good as an evangelist if I cared what people thought all the time. All I care about is what my Lord thinks. Now, I'm happy to take a wise counsel from wise people, and I will li listen to criticism, but then I'll make my own decisions, and then I'll take guidance from my Lord above, because he's the one that guides me anyway and tells me everything. So, I have pure forgiveness for all individuals that come against me. Because when I look at them, and even though my flesh might react at times, and that's going to be the same with you, your flesh might react, you might get annoyed with something, you know, whatever the case may be, you turn to the Lord, you repent of your sin, and you ask him for guidance. Like this morning, before I went out to take my dog for a walk, you know, I prayed over me and the dog to keep us safe, um, um, via the Lord to get protect us with angels, because you don't know what's going to happen when you're out and about. But that only applies to believers. Believers only come under that sort of protection. If you're a non-believer, that protection won't work for you. It's not going to happen. You know, Satan will just laugh at you. He'll just make your day even worse. <clears throat> because you te he technically owns you. And people might say, what do you mean owns me? Well, you know, without going into too much detail, at the beginning when Adam and Eve fell, Satan had rule of this earth. And God backed right off. And basically every child that's born into this world is born off Satan. You know, and it's when you give your life to the Lord and become born again, John 3, 5, and you become part of the family. God adopts you from that world, the fallen world, into his kingdom. And you reap all the benefits as a child of God. But you're not going to reap benefits. And what I see a lot of in Christianity, which I've mentioned many times, people want all the benefits, all the blessings, but they're not prepared to repent of what they've done wrong. Repentance means you're taking responsibility for the things you've done wrong in your life. So you turn around to God and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I'm sorry for what I've done. I repent of what I've done. And basically you feel guilty inside. You feel guilty. You feel remorseful for what you've done. You feel guilty and remorseful for what you've done in your life. And you want to, like for example, when I when I first came to the Lord, I didn't want to swear anymore. I didn't want to swear. I didn't want to I didn't want to do all these things I was doing in the world. I was guilty of many things. So how do I deal with that? And I turn around to God in the name of Jesus, Lord, please forgive me for my swearing, my curse, my cursing, my fornication, my blasphemy, you know, whatever else I'd done. I turned to him and he forgave me through his son's blood. Through the blood of Jesus, he forgave me. And I, honestly, I just, it was a massive transformation. You know, this is a real thing. This is really happens. You know, your spirit has a massive changeover. And it's like all the swearing that used to come out of my mouth. I used to swear like a trooper. I could not stop swearing. The word C-U-N-T was a regular thing that came out of my mouth. And it just stopped. 
because the Holy Spirit lives inside you. He stops you from doing this. That's a taste of what's going to happen to you in a, with your new life. When you come back with your Lord, after you die, you come back with the Lord. You come back in new bodies that are completely sinless. And you're set free from the bondages of sin. right? Imagine that. Just imagine being in a body where there's no more corruption. There's no more negative thinking. There's no more depression. No more sickness. No more sadness. You know, you don't get sick. You feel great. I remember when I was in my mid-twenties, I was in my prime. I was built like a unit. I was a, I'm a six-foot-six guy. I was heavily into sport at a high level. And then I joined the military. You know, and I was fit and strong and powerful and all these things. But as time gets older, you get older, you get slower, you get tighter. You start developing issues medically, you know, and that's because the body is fallen. It's fallen. The body is fallen. Hope you can hear me because I've got my washing on and uh, it's cutting a few times. If you've noticed a few changes in maybe me moving about, it's because I've got the washing on. So uh, I do apologise for that. So, yeah, it's important that we love one another and we care about one another. And that's the problem with the world today in 2023, is I've noticed people become obsessively greedy, self-centered, self-focused. And this is what it talks about in the book of 2 Timothy 3, that people in the end times will be lovers of money, haters of good. You know, the list goes on, read it for yourself. And you, you really get an understanding. I mean, that's been going on for over 100 years now. But times are going to get really bad in the end times. I mean, the greed is just, you know, I go into shops like Costco, and people are so so ignorant. You know, you're standing there with two or three things in your right hands. This is just an example. You're standing there with two or three things in your hand in a massive queue and it costs you people buying bold, right? There's other people buying little things as well. But there's people in front of you, trolleys full of stuff, and they look at you and they know you've got a couple of things, but they don't want to let you to the front. Now, all right, I'm happy to stand there, but what I'm trying to say is that common courtesy would be, well, that's what the English used to have, the British used to have for one another, like most Western countries, is that you put that person at the front. I mean, there's other examples of like old women get on on buses and no one's getting up to let the woman sit down. This is an elderly person. You should be doing that. It's expected of you as a human being. But people don't. There was a fight last week on a bus where basically the bus was full and this guy at the back, right in the corner, gave up his seat for the old woman and he went to the front and said, why don't one of you get up and let us sit down? Why do we have to? We'd have to do this, we'd have to do that. And there's our argument. It turned into a fight. Someone got injured. The point was, if people were more humane towards one another, more loving to one another, because they all shout that they are. No, they're not, right? This is how far gone the West has now become. When you go to Eastern European countries, you go to the East and you go to the Middle East, and you've got people that have got nothing. They are the most loving, most humble people you're ever going to meet. And that's without a doubt. Because they have nothing. Everyone here has too much. People have too much. I mean, it's like people, they get a car, they buy a car, and then in a few years they get another car. Well, what's wrong with that car? Well, I just want to upgrade. Why? It's got four wheels on the steering wheel. Why? Right, and there's nothing wrong with that. But the fact is, people live out of their means. They get into massive debt and credit. You know, the, the average person that I've met is in tons worth of debt. Yeah, well, then you're a slave to the system. I'm not. Everything I've got, which is not much, but I'm happy with it, I've got what I've got, and I own it. I don't owe money to anybody. Now, this is another thing the Bible talks about. To you believers, the Lord will make it clear you're not to get yourself in debt. And I'm not going to tell you where the scripture for that is, right? If you know your word, you know what I'm going to say. The Lord doesn't want you to be a slave to the system. You should just live a simple, humble life with basic requirements. I have a car that gets me from A to B. It's a blessing in my life. It's a workhorse. It's great. 
The Lord will not tell you to go out and get an £80,000 Mercedes. The Lord will not tell you to move from a two-bedroom, three-bedroom house that's suitable from your family to an eight-bedroom house. He will not tell you to do this, no matter how big your ministry is. Because if your ministry is big and there's money coming in, it goes into the ministry for the ministry, for God's kingdom, not for you. You know, I've met pastors, I've met leaders that are driving around fancy cars. You see them in America, they're all hypocrites. They're going to be dealt with. Just don't worry about them. They're going to be dealt with because they're false. And a lot of the time, the Lord sends me in to deal with people like this, to challenge them on Scripture. They get tripped up. They either go one or two ways, and then he takes it from there. Because I won't mince my words. I'll say it straight to you. A woman said the other day, well, if I don't repent, I said, you're going to hell. Oh, thanks. Yeah, but it's the truth. You will. How many pastors, evangelists are going to say that to people now? Oh, you've offended me. I don't care if I offend you. I'm not particularly interested. Because I'd rather you know the truth, suffer now, right? And then you're free later and you go to heaven, than tell you what you want to hear now. And then you're shocked when you go before the Lord because you won't, you'll be in hell. But then when you go before judgment, well, no one told me. Well, yeah, they did, but you didn't listen. Right, that guy down there didn't tell you the truth, I'll deal with him, but you knew I existed, you knew the beginning of the end, you knew that all of creation was created by a creator, but you deny that. You can't tell me that this earth and this universe is created by a bang, that's complete stupidity. Anyone who believes that is just dumb. Because you look at the in-depthness of the, for example, a bird. You look at a bird, look at its wings, and you just look how complex nature is. There's no way that just came out of nowhere. No chance. That's all being created. We are the created. He is a creator. It's as simple as that. So, the focus on this episode is what we do towards one another. And as a believer, I love all people, regardless of your colour, your creed, where you're from. And even if you believe in false pagan gods, I still love you. My job is to warn you that your false pagan god is leading you to one place. Trust me, heaven is not going to be like earth. Heaven is not going to be full of two-faced, corrupt, dishonest, lying people. It's going to be full of God's people that are loving of him, of righteousness and justice. You know, it makes me laugh is that people will, if they see someone doing something wrong in the street, will tell the police that that person doing something wrong. But in their own lives, they're doing things wrong, but they don't think they're accountable. Where well, they are, everyone's accountable. And that's what gets people angry. Well, you've got no answer. That's why I tell people, this woman in the gym, I told her, don't worry about all these people in the world, all these so-called elites, all these so-called great people in the world, the powerful people. Yeah, they're powerful in the system that they created, but they're not running the universe. They don't own my Lord. And they're all going to die. They all live in flesh that will die. Every one of them will die. And when they do, they go to hell unless they repent. And then they will be judged and then they'll be thrown in the lake of fire. That's the end of it. All corruption on this earth is going to be dealt with. Nothing is going to be getting away with anything. No one's going to get away with anything. That's the end of it. So I say, don't get involved in it. There's no point. Things are going to happen. Things have got to roll out. People have great understanding of what the world should be, but it won't be like that because from the beginning, mankind has been fallen. That's the end of it. And all great intentions become corrupt anyway. So I encourage all of you as believers and non-believers, love one another. And if you've got someone in your life that you hate, you shouldn't be hating them because it's got nothing to do with you what the other person does in their life. So if you have a neighbor or a work colleague or something like that and you hate them because of X, Y, and Z, it's got nothing to do with you. It's got nothing to do with you how someone lives their life because you don't know what's gone on in their life. 
You don't know what experiences they've been through. You don't know what's happened to them as a child. How their parents treated them. You don't understand anything. The amount of people that I've met, and you, you know, they've been kind of hostile. And, and for example, it was about a month ago. This guy was incredibly aggressive. Big, massive guy, a bit of a bully. And we came into a little bit of a confrontation. And at the end, we had a civil conversation. And it turns out that his parents weren't very good to him. And they were quite abusive. And you see where it came from. It all came from that. And it's stuff that's built up inside him. But the system treats everyone like they're scum. Everyone's the same. Everyone's in the same category. No, it's not. How someone lives their life has got nothing to do with you. How someone does their job has got nothing to do with you. Right? Just because you don't approve, because apparently you know, there's even people on my street or persons, right, that think that you answer to them. They think that because they live their life the way they live it, that they, you should live your life the way they live it. No, it doesn't work like that. All right, I understand if you've got a neighbour that's just leaving trash out in the middle of the road, got dogs running around biting people, loud music to the early hours. Yes, I understand that's out of control and needs to be dealt with. But if they're not doing those things and they're just living their lives how they all live, it's got nothing to do with you how they live their lives. And if you're born again and you're walking with the Lord, you'll support that understanding and you won't get involved. You'll encourage this person, you'll help this person at every opportunity. You don't criticise people. Those who criticise people are those that are being criticising themselves because they're not happy with themselves. It's a bit of reverse psychology. So when someone's horrible to me or tries to be nasty to me or vindictive or vicious or whatever behind my back, they're only relating themselves because of their own lives. They're not happy with their lives because if they're happy with their lives, they've got better things to do. I've got a friend of mine who's very high up in the military. And I've been telling him what's been going on in my life for the last year. And he just laughs because he said, Steve, after doing a few checks on this particular individual, he just laughed. That's it. That's all he said. He said, Steve, I'm not really going to talk about it because there's nothing, no point talking. Because the ones in the military, the ones in life that have done things that are successful, that have achieved great things, don't go around making other people's lives a misery. And that applies to every single one of you out there. If you're born again, if you're walking with the Lord, you love one another. That's what Jesus said in his two greatest commandments. Love me with all your heart, soul and might. First commandment. Second commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. In other words, your neighbor's equal to you. They're not lower than you. They're not better than you. They're not higher than you. Right? You treat them equal. Because if you don't, you're just lowering yourself. Those out there, you know, you get these bullies out. There's a lot of stuff on social media going around with all this Instagram and TikTok trying to be bigger and better than what they are. These people are the most insecure people because I know with friends that I have, people in the military and outside of it, that are successful. One chap in particular, I won't mention his name, he's part of a massive big business, a meat business, and he's a lovely guy and we get on so well. He's done 26 years in the army, right? He's highly successful in what he's done. He's travelled around the world, he's worked with special forces, you know, and he's a lovely guy and we get on great. We take our dogs out for a walk. And you know what? When you talk to him, that's the example I'm talking about. If you're successful in life, you're happy, right? And even if you're not successful in your life and you made some failures, that's okay. You can fail. And I've learned in my life, and I have failed at most things in my life, that being the sport, the military, and I'm being modest about that, I learn more from losing than you do from winning. That's a famous saying. You learn from losing, you don't learn from winning, right? And that applies to everyone. But... What the difference is between two peoples is the ones who make the mistake or lose, do they learn from it and move forward? Or do they grumble and blame everyone else? And there's an individual where I live who just blames everyone else. Points a finger, it's all, it's all their fault, their fault, it's not mine. 
You know, and you get people like this, so they're called stupid people. The Bible talks about this in Proverbs 12, that people are stupid. They're also gullible as well, Proverbs 15. But people are stupid. And no matter what you tell them, no matter what is right or wrong, they don't want to believe it. Because that's what they are, stupid. So that is the world that we live in. But we've still got to be decent and civil to one another. That's the end of it. There's no excuse to be vicious or vindictive and your behaviour is being watched. And this is what I say to people. Everything you do is being watched by the Lord. So when people come against me and become vicious against me, that's all being recorded. And if they don't repent for what they've done in their lives and against me as a son of the Most High, I am a son of the Most High, right? There's no one higher than my Lord. And they're going to answer to my Lord. And just imagine... You out there, whoever you are, you've been vicious to a child of the Most High, a daughter or son of the Most High, and you enjoy being vicious and walking with Satan, telling lies, blaspheming, gossiping, everything you can do against that person, then you die. So you, you die in a car crash or you die of old age. Well, you've got to hell to begin with. But then when you go before my Lord for judgment, he's going to say, you are horrible to my son. You are horrible to my daughter. What have you got to say for yourself? Well, I don't care. Well, you will care because you'll be thrown into the lake of fire and you burn forever. You don't, this is the horrible thing about the lake of fire. It's eternal. Your soul doesn't burn and disintegrate. You burn forever. You suffer forever because you're evil. You have chosen to walk with evil. Before you say God is all love and he's all just and he wouldn't do that. God is love 100% and he's also righteous and he's also just. So therefore, if he's just, he's got to punish you. And your souls are immortal, they're eternal, so he can't destroy your soul. It has to go one of two places. It goes to eternal life with the Lord, or it goes to eternal suffering, which is punishment forever. Which one do you want? It's not rocket science. This earth that we live in is not going to be around forever. And the Lord promises to renew it, and when he renews it at the end of all things, all those who are with him will dwell on there forever. But for, the, for those out there that listen to this, you go to hell, you will go to the lake of fire, and you will spend eternity in the lake of fire, and it talks about the second death. You are cut off from all hope from the Lord. There's no chance of getting out. There's no redemption. This is at the beginning when the, Satan fell to the earth. He took a, caught a third of God's angels with him, and a portion of them regretted what they did. They asked Enoch, a righteous man of God, would you intercede on our behalf to ask the Lord to forgive us? The Lord said, don't even ask me before you even said it. They have no chance of forgiveness because they knew the beginning from the end. They knew the truth. We humans are born into this world. Babies don't know the truth or the, or, or the chaos. So that's why we're given a second chance through the sun to go left or to go right, right or wrong. Do you understand? I hope you get that. So treat each other with love and respect. Don't treat each other with contempt. Because at the end of the day, if you do that, it just reflects on who you are as a person. There's no justification for being horrible to one another. It doesn't matter what someone's done to you. right? Because I guarantee it's my Lord will pull you to one side and go, well, you think you're perfect, do you? Well, let's have a look at what you did yesterday. Look at what you did the last year. Do you understand? That's what the Lord will do to you. No one is perfect. No one, only my Lord, because he's God. That's it. He is the creator of all things, the Alpha and the Omega. So just think about what I've said, because what I've said has come from the Lord. This is obviously a message, I was prompted to do this, this is obviously for someone out there that's going to listen to this, right? You are not perfect, but you will be perfect when you are at the end with our Lord in eternity, you will be made perfect in his image. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Can't wait. 
can't wait to go home. I cannot wait to leave this earth. If the Lord came in my sleep and I said, Steve, do you want to go home? I'll be gone in a heartbeat. That's my desire. And that should be the desire of every believer. If there's a hesitance in that and you think about your family first, you're not following the Lord properly. And I suggest you get on your knees and repent and get before him. It doesn't mean you give up in your family. It doesn't mean you give up on what you're doing for the Lord. No. What it means is that Jesus is number one in your life, not number two, number one. And therefore, everything else becomes better because he works through you to make them things better. I hope you understand what I'm saying. But the biggest thing I want you to take from this is that whoever, whatever's going on in your life, whoever you don't like, because humans wind up humans, but you have no justification for being horrible to someone, no reason whatsoever. And if you are, you're evil, you're following Satan, you're not following God. You're not even being a human being. You're, being, you're lower than an amoeba, which is basically a one-celled organism, if you behave like that. If someone's upset, you sit down with them and work it out. But you know, it's like I said to my friend who's in the military and another friend who's a policeman, you know, if you've got a problem with someone, you sit down like men, have a cup of coffee, and work things out. That's what human beings do. That's what adults do. They don't bicker on behind each other's backs and cause mayhem. Right? That's not an adult. That's a child. That's what children do. They plot to seek problems. This is what it says in Proverbs 1, 2, 3, 4 and 5. Proverbs 1 verses... Hang on. Yeah, Proverbs 1. Basically, just read Proverbs 1 from verse 1 to the end. There's three parts to it. But those who lie and wait to see evil things, to desire to hurt other people, you're, you're evil. You're walking, with, you're walking with Satan and you will be punished. You will be dealt with. Simple as that. So please, my brothers and sisters, if you're suffering out there and you're dealing with someone like this, pray for that person who's hurting you. Pray for them people that are using you. I read the scriptures earlier on in Romans 12, what the, what the law says through Paul about those who are horrible to you. Be nice to them, pray for them, help them, just be friendly to them, even when they're horrible to them. That's really hard, but you can only do it if you've got the Holy Spirit inside you and being born again. This is John 3, 5. For those out there that are lost who are not believers, if you're doing these things and participating in these things, you're being watched, you will be judged by my Lord, you are going to answer. I pray that you stop this thing and start growing up because it is childish behaviour. You are going to answer and I pray you repent because if you don't repent, you're going to suffer for all eternity and think for one second you won't, you will. Just like the rest of the lemons in this world that think they're great, they go around hurting people. You know, I put people like God does, everyone's in the same category. No matter what your crime is, you're all going to be judged. No one's going to get away with anything. There's not different levels, like the Catholics have different levels of punishment in hell. no. You all go to hell to be held. That's what hell is about. Hell, hell is a prison. Then you go before God for a judgment. Then you're thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire, just picture what the lake of fire is. It's a lake of fire, molten lava. And hell is thrown into that. That's how big it is. And you are forgotten. That is it. No, and the thing is, imagine, just imagine this. Imagine if you've got a sister or a brother or mother and one of them dies. They go to hell, but you end up going to heaven. When you're in heaven, you're not going to know they're in hell because God will take away that memory from your mind. He's not going to allow you to suffer and think about that. And when you're walking with him and being with him, you ain't going to want to know that person anyway because of what God has done and the righteousness you've become but the evil that they were. That's quite complex. I'm not going to get into any more of that now. But to focus on what I've said, God is love. He expects you to love. Regardless of what the situation is, you are to love one another and care for one another. You're not to go out of your way to do harm, because if you do, you're going, to be, you're going to be dealt with. It's as simple as that. So I pray right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, my brothers and sisters out there, 
if you're going through this and you've been upset, remember what the Lord says in Romans 12, to pray for that person, to do nice things to that person, no matter what they do against you. And if you're really struggling, ask him to protect you with angelical protection. He will be there for you. I promise you that. And Lord, I pray for those out there who are unbelievers, that Lord, if they're living in sin, if they're doing wicked things, if they're causing alarm and distress, or even if they're victims of something like that themselves, that Lord, you can protect them and be with them if they repent of their sin and become children of the Most High, that you will protect them and bring them out of that. As you did me, Lord, when I first got saved, I was going through a lot of things in my life and you brought me to a point where I repented. You got me out of the situation I was in because you loved me. I pray for those people now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father. Amen. God bless you all.